We're back with another episode of Franchise My Business, a podcast for franchisors hosted by franchisors. I'm your host, Kevin Oldham, and today we are going to talk about fundraising for basically a lot of different things, but really around sports. You know, if you think about times that maybe uh, uh, kids are in your neighborhood or whatever, trying to to raise money for their football team or all these things, we've got a phenomenal gentleman on the phone today. He's not on the phone. He's on the podcast, right? Who does he's on the phone? But anyway, uh, Mike Bahood, he is the founder of Fundraising You. Um, he's a lifelong coach. You know, he's growing a brand to help enrich students and, and growth for our youth and communities. I can't wait to just dive right into this. Mike, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you having me here. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Um, I want to, you know, before we dig into your franchising journey, I, maybe just give our, our audience an overview of specifically what problem you guys are solving and the value that you're creating at Fundraising University. Yeah. So the problem that we solve is we go into to schools, uh, mostly high schools, sometimes smaller colleges, youth clubs, sports teams, academies, you know, bands, choirs, cheers. And we solve the problem uh, by having a professional service where we're going to help them raise money for their particular group. Um, most of them are operating at about only 30% funded by the school. So we're going to come in and close that gap with a professional service and have somebody on campus. I love it. And what does that, what does that look like having somebody on campus? Uh, doesn't it sound like the, uh, you know, I think about the fundraisers in my community, the football players will come and they'll have like these, you know, the cards with all the discounts from local merchants and things like that. Like how, how does that work having somebody on campus and what do these fundraising efforts look like? Are you doing punch cards or how are you, how are you generating yeah. the cash that is needed for these programs? Yeah, good. It's a good question because I think that it needs to be demystified a little bit. Um, so a lot of people see it as a product business and yeah. exactly how you saw it. You're selling cards, you're selling cookies. And, and those are some things we do. And I'll answer to that. But really what gives the results to the schools and to those athletes and coaches is the execution of the system. Like I'm a college baseball coach, right? And what mm -hmm. makes a great hitter is not his swing. It's his approach. It's how he goes through the different dynamics of setting mm -hmm. himself up for success. That's what we do when we bring in that service. And there's five key dynamics to bring to the fundraising system. And the products are just facilitators of basically a kid walking up to somebody and saying, would you help and support me? Because that's what people say yes to. So we facilitate that in a very genuine way. And then we give them the most modern tools to do most of that digitally. And then the last part of your question was, is we do do crowdfunding, but we do text messages where they just do a one hour program. And okay. then we also have consumable products because some people like those. And then we do do the discounts, where, but ours are digital and they have 800,000 <laughs> national merchants. So oh, um, cool. Yeah. I love the fact that it's digital too, because we're, we've always got those cards laid around in our, you know, our junk area in the kitchen and uh, they never get utilized. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, it's not that we get them to utilize them. Like that's typically there's like one or two places that we would go, but being able to take that digital and have some national, you know, opportunities for people probably makes it so that these things are a little bit easier to sell. Right. Yeah. 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 They're easier to sell and they'll, they'll be naturally annuitized because people will see the value. Like you said, I mean, typically with the printed versions, they, 89% uh, of them are used the first 21 days. And it's for the same reason that you have, they just set them down. And now that they're on their phone as a mobile device, then yeah. we're going to see people engaged. And because it's digital, you know, in Lee's Summit, if you're 
you know, working with a, an area in a particular school district, you can go out and ask those people to help and support you. But with us, everybody's a customer because we can get them a card digitally. That's awesome, man. That's really, really cool. So you figured out how to systematically execute this and install these into a community. Um, how did you, how did you go about building your prototype? which now led to the franchising, like let's talk, because the origin story is really, it's actually my most favorite part of any entrepreneur's journey because mm -hmm. everybody's is like unique. And a lot of times people think that we have this crystal clear roadmap and we adhere to the roadmap and nothing goes wrong. And in my experience, I don't know about yours, but the roadmap is always a great hypothesis, but once you get market <laughs> feedback, it's going to, it's going to change generally substantially. So sure. like, how did you, how did, how did, how did you determine that, man, we're going to go do this? And what did your first prototype look like? Yeah. You know, honestly, it was in three phases. Like, so fundraising university was really birthed when I was a young, a, a young person, right? Cause I was the inner city kid to your story thing from a single parent family. I mean, you, you talk about a bad environment and anything someone could see, I've seen it. Right. And so sports were my salvation. And so the passion for fundraising university was birth, knowing that there's a million kids like me out there that need this student athlete experience. They need those leaders and those teachers and coaches in schools. I didn't realize that till about two years ago, it started then. And then as a high school baseball coach, I did the fundraising. And as someone who, you know, had a background in business, just wanted to figure out a way to be involved in coaches and, and athletics, but there wasn't a lot of upside as a teacher. And so I did it as a teacher or as a coach, not a teacher. I was part of a national company. And then the evolution of it was, as I always felt like as a coach, there was a higher level way to do this. And so we've been at this for 23 years. And those three phases of that were, you know, a regional brand. And then, like you said, the roadmap changed. I just was more growth driven than being a regional brand. So I spent four years to become a franchise system. We started that in 2020. And then you're right, the roadmap changed because now you're a national company. So everything's different. And then we launched the franchise system in, in March of, of 2020 uh, with 10 locations. And, and now we're at 75 and uh, we're really picking up some steam. And, and we've got great people that want to go into schools and help people. Interesting timing, March 2020. March 2020. Yeah, We all know what happened that in that period of time and um it seems like your guys's business is heavily dependent on people going and doing stuff sports right what did that look like yeah it was there was a couple things right like i think it gave us all a, be a better appreciation that we had a chance to be involved in sports and that we had schools okay. I, I think that was one thing because you saw the sports participation go up you, you saw the, the respect for teachers and coaches on a lot of level increase. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it, it forced a lot of professionals to work from home. Right. And it gave them an idea and gave them, it allowed them to consider what that might look like to maintain that. And that was tremendous for what we do because we're a work from home model that's less than a hundred thousand dollar investment to start. And so that was actually you know, a, a weird blessing in disguise for us. And then what right. came out of that was the schools need more money than ever now. So it ended up being really good for you guys and your franchisees. That's really cool. You could have gone either way. I wasn't sure what answer I was going to hear. Uh, yeah. 
literally, you know, I know my kids didn't get back to playing some of those sports, you know, for a while they weren't actually having them, you know, and I'm like, all right, if sports are shut down, what does that mean for the fundraising component? So, uh, you had somebody looking down on the, the prosperity of your company and that ended up being a really, really good thing for you. So, uh, congratulations that you got lucky, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You'd like to get a lot I, luckier if you work hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, the, I love the home-based business aspect. What that means to me, I think for, for anybody who, you know, flies the flag of fundraising, you is low overhead, a pretty simple type of business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming infrastructure that they need is a laptop. I mean, is that really what it takes to run one of these? Maybe even just yeah. their phone at this point, because our Maybe CRM, just their our, phone. we have our own technology that redistributes the digital products. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you guys uh, build your own system, your own technology or did you we license did. something we did. or? Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just, uh, I started a separate entity and, you know, we obviously had the the ability to, to test and pilot and demonstrate and work with coaches on intimate levels. And uh, so we got through that two year learning curve. And again, do your roadmap thing. That's, that's another big one that yeah. you, you can't plan that, you know, you think you can. And uh, so we're past that now too. And that feels really great. Let's talk about that because um, a lot of franchisors, I think, you know, that they think that, that they need to build technology for their thing. I mean, we, we went throughout our last company and we took over uh, a 90 year old or 80 year old brand at that point in time. And phase one was to go get something off the shelf and tune it for our needs while behind the scenes, we were executing on like a 10 year roadmap to basically transform the rural real estate space. Um, there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned when you go about developing your own technology into your business. If you've never done that before, I always tell people to try and find something that you that's already there in the early stages because taking on a software development project along with building your franchise system is really two startups in one, right? <laughs> two separate glad you different teams. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge, right? It's, it's a big, it's a big lift. Um, I'm assuming that you guys develop software because there wasn't anything out there that met your needs off yep. the shelf, right? And helps build enterprise value. And, and uh, it's probably very sticky for your franchisees, but <clears throat> What are maybe if somebody is evaluating, they're at this crossroads, they're a franchisor, they're thinking about taking on a software development project. Maybe what's one piece of counsel that you would give to those folks? Yeah, I think you already said it. Like you, you have to make the commitment to the future. Like if 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 any part of this isn't part of the overall plan, and you can move it down the road symbiotically, then mm-hmm. that resistance point will break you, right? It, it, you'll right. go like this and you, 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 you won't snap back. Where ours was very symbiotic, uh, they, you know, they, went, they went together to get to a further point. To your other right. point, all it did was put, you know, there was 200 pounds on the bar to bench press and you didn't know it. And while you're bench pressing it, it went down, somebody put another 200 pounds on it and you're going, <laughs> thanks for the heads up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Emotionally, so, capital-wise, just everything. Energy. I mean, it's software software projects are, man, they're complex. I mean, a lot of people think they can just hire a developer and, and it'll just magically happen. I'm like, no, like you have to be able to tell them these stories. You got to be able to do the testing. And it is one of those costs that you also have to bake in forever because you have to maintain your tech stack. It's not mm-hmm. like you just build it and it's a one-time thing. So those are things that 
anybody who's thinking about building their own technology should contemplate and explore deeply and, and, you know, talk to people like Mike, you know, who, who've been down that path because chances are there were a lot of expensive mistakes made and uh, you can learn from other, other people's mistakes as well as the cool things that they did to win. Mm. So let's talk about your franchisees. <clears throat> You've got home-based, perfect timing where people are reevaluating their life decisions. Hey, do I want to go sit in a box and work for somebody else and, and be the last one to get paid? Or would I like to be the first one to get paid and own my own business? So I see the timing of a home-based business just being spot on. Who are the types of operators? Are they a lot of people that have a coaching background like yourself or they're into athletics? Like what is the, or are they all over the place um, in terms of kind of the stereotypical franchisee that has decided to, to get into, you know, the brand with you? Yeah, I think we have two types. I think we have our owner operator type and then we have a semi absentee. And so about 50% yeah. of our, our units out there are, are a three pack that we call it or, or an individual. So I think some of the separation happens there in experience and goals. Like, you know, do you, do you want one or do you want three? What does that look like? What is your skill set? But the five characteristics that we identify and we base our whole uh, thing on is self-starter. They're working from home. They got to be competitive, right? Because the business world's shaking and moving. If your feelings get hurt or you're worried about competitors, you're, you're going to get stuck. They've got to be organized, right? They've got to be coachable. And then they have to have empathy. And that's what makes this kind of unique to answer your question, because you could look at this as a home-based business that's outbound direct selling going into schools, but yep. you also have to have the empathy for the kids. And so I used right. to contrast those the first two years, and we created all these complicated things because I've been a college recruiter uh, for baseball, and you, you get all this information. And really, you know, uh, all the years into it, here's what I would say. If I had one thing that I could pick in one person, I would try to find the most competitive people possible. Really? Because yeah. you'll win all day with those people. Right. And so that's what I think our reps are is very, very competitive. And sure, we have we have business owners. We have a lot of people that have been in sales that have managed sales teams. Those are our yep. three pack people because uh, they have so, they have some skills, but they also they want to be their own owner. Right. And then we have the, the coaches, former NFL players. We have the people that are drawn to the athlete and the experience part. But we also have the business acumen side because we have a high EBITDA and a high residual rate. So we get right. we get a, we get a little bit of both and everybody's developmental curve is. But the one thing that they all have in common, the best ones, is they're competitive. Right. Right. Competitive against themselves, too. Like if yeah. you're if you're the type of person who. You know, my goal every day is to wake up and do 1% better in everything that I do. And, right. you know, you add that up over a year, it's like 34% increase in, in performance or whatever it is that you're measuring. So getting people that are competitive against themselves, competitive against maybe the other franchisees. And that's part of what I love, man. Like, um, I, I think about the two offices at my last company, the two locations who would always swap back and forth being number one in the company. And they were always such great friends, but also rivals. They're like, no, man, I want to, you know, I want to be number one. No, I want to be number one. No, I want to be one number one. And, uh, and the fact that you guys have competition underpinning your business because you're in sports and sports, there's a winner, there's a loser, unless we're talking about soccer or right. other sports where people are, I guess football, they can tie down in the NFL, can't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. 
Yeah. Can't so, tie in the UFC. Um, what's that? Can't tie in mixed martial arts, probably. <laughs> no, you can't tie in MMA, which I love. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I don't like sports that they can tie on. What, what's your perspective on that? As a as an athlete, you probably don't like that either, do you? No, it's it just yeah. it's just incom- it's just incomplete. Yeah. 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 It's like, all right, we both won, we both lost. Uh, it's a weird feeling. Weird, weird feeling. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the future for you guys? I mean, you've had a, a ton of wins basically over the past two years since you've started franchising. Like, where, what do you see in the future? I mean, nobody has a crystal ball, but I'm sure you've got some goals and some cool things you'd like to do. I, I think it's just raising, you know, it's getting better at what we already do, right? Like there could be all these different things that we try to do, but if we could just be real focused on our two key systems and we just mm-hmm. get better at those, cause we already know how to solve the problem. We already know the system. So we just want to get better at the system. We just want to execute better and stay focused. And then I think the key to franchising, uh, you know, as a franchise or the, the first two years, if I could walk it back out, the thing that I probably undervalued is, you know, when, when I used to have corporate sales reps, when we were a regional brand, the transition was made because that was going to be a really hard way to scale, right? So when right. we brought in people who bought franchises, that implied commitment um, is 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 there and it's still there, but it's not as great as I thought it was. And so mm-hmm. we've been really intentional about making sure our people are really well coached, like they have somebody available. We develop an emotional connection. There's a pathway to success. And so like one of our most recent things is the mental performance coach for the Atlanta Braves. He's a professional coach with a sports psychology degree. Our our owners get coached by him. We have Brian Kane, who's the number one mental performance coach in the world. Um, They get coached by him. And then we have uh, two or three of the best people in the industry. So you mix that all up, the expertise of the industry and then people who can really coach people because that's where entrepreneurs get stuck is is they get lost. And without that coach and without that competitive mindset, we're just going to get lost. Right. And we're going to start doing all the things that people do. It's that person's fault. It's this. And and we just have to teach them mental toughness the first six months. I love that. You know, I've got a, I've got a friend who owns a franchise system based on Nicaragua height digital. It's actually, I think the first franchise in the digital marketing space and um, their mindset coach is my mindset coach. And every single employee in the organization, as well as franchisees go through their cornerstone unbreakable um, is what it's called. So Jose Bolaños will, will lead people through it includes ice baths, figuring out what your, your infinite purpose is. A lot of things that, that frankly, as an entrepreneur, I used to think, Oh, what is that stuff? Right. And then I dove into it 18 months ago and the transformation in terms of performance and getting the the mental game, right. Mental toughness has caused that level up in all aspects of of life. So I love the fact that you've identified that and you've built that as part of your, basically your, your buffet of solutions that you offer. That's kind of always how I think of a franchise. There's a bunch of things on the buffet. We can't force you to eat it, but if you eat every, one of everything, <laughs> you're going to be like, yeah, you're going to be, you're, you're, you know, don't, don't try to put your own things on the buffet. Like just follow, you know, follow roadmap, mm-hmm. but the mental toughness thing, man, like for me, eight years into entrepreneurship, that's been the biggest unlock. And so it's super encouraging to hear that you guys not only value that, but have invested in it for, for your entire team. Yeah, I hear Robert Kiyosaki talks about like 
entrepreneurship. And he says, it's a mindset first, it's a skill set, and then it's a different set of rules. And, and I, I believe it. I believe it in that order, right? Yeah. You, you have to develop the mindset of an entrepreneur and then the particular skills that you need to develop for that system. And then you have to realize as an entrepreneur, I have different rules. And, and that's right. to your advantage if you understand those rules. Absolutely. And most people don't, you know, and so. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're all entrepreneurs who play a different game than Joe Public. I mean, that's that's what I always, you know, every time I drive on my three mile commute to my house, I'm solving problems. I'm seeing business opportunities. Like if you could see the, 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 not the speech balloon, but the, the one that looks like a cloud, right. In cartoons where you're thinking, I'm like, man, if anybody could see what I was thinking just on the drive home, they would think I was, a, they, they would think I was mentally ill. Right. But that's like our superpowers entrepreneurs is that we look at the world <clears throat> through different lenses. We see opportunities. We're problem solvers. We're used to value creation and can typically do all of those things in a lot of different scenarios. Um, are you finding that a lot of your franchisees are first time business owners? Most of them are. Like this yeah. is their first one. Yeah. How do you deal with I mean, that? Most of them that we inherit to are, are the, the amount of poor sales training that people get really surprised me too. I understand. I understand. I totally understand. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's really, really, really the mindset game, man. Like if we get our mindset, right? Like I believe that anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. So this would be cool. This would be cool. Um, and the fact that you're taking new people uh, under your wings and, and giving them a shot at the business ownership, like that's just, uh, to me, that's one of the coolest things that we get to do as franchisors is help people get into entrepreneurship who've never been there before, reduce that risk for them by providing the buffet and the solutions that they need to be able to be healthy business owners. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's super, super cool. Um, if people want to learn, like, let's say maybe somebody's, you know, I've got to think that there's somebody who's listening, who's competitive yeah, they check those five things that, that you mentioned you guys look for and are looking for kind of a not resource intensive type of business opportunity. Where would be the best place for them to go to learn more about what you guys are up to? Yeah, the, the readable stuff is just on our website at <laughs> www.fundraisingu.net. Just the letter U, not the word. Mm -hmm. um, there's yep. great testimonials on there. There's specifics about uh, you know, financials, you can hear from coaches, you can hear from people, you can look at our training, you can see what we do. We're, we're really pretty proud of that. Um, right. And you can always reach out to me. Like I, I do the franchise development personally, right? Because there I was once told that, you know, if you're not spending time finding the best people, you're spending the time in the wrong places. And so right. uh, I personally get involved and, and get a coach and learn and, and, work and learn from other people. And so they can reach out to me too directly at my cell phone number, which is 402-680-5029. And I'm not afraid to talk about what we do because I love it. So I love to hear from people. That's awesome. You're the first guest who's given out their mobile phone number on this, on the show. <laughs> Mike, this has been a breath of fresh air. I love what you guys are doing. I, I'm super thankful that your timing of opening in 2020 ended up being net, net positive for your company. Because yeah. uh, not everybody had that had that experience. 
Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to visit with us. I, I really enjoyed the, the conversation today. Yeah, thanks for letting us do this and, and, and getting to share what we do to help kids. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's conversation with Mike and maybe there's one person in your life who would benefit from hearing his story, go ahead and send a, a text to that person right now. Text this episode over. And then just my second ask is uh, if you find value in what we're doing at Franchise My Business, go ahead and hit subscribe on the platform we're listening to now. Uh, for now, I'm your host, Kevin Oldham. This is Franchise My Business. Be well, have a phenomenal week, and until next time.